Where's that dust coming from? Still finding debris after vacuuming? Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum has 8,000 PA of powerful suction to remove debris deep in carpets. And it's totally hands-free. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com. That's E-U-F-Y.com and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Spring is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Superlight Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? You are listening to The Big Cruise Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 146 of The Big Cruise Podcast. My name is Baz, I'm one of your hosts, and it's always a great pleasure to bring you another dose of all things cruise, and this week is no different. This week's episode was recorded on Saturday the 24th of June, and in just a moment Chris will be joining us uh, to bring us uh, his usual content, and this week we've got a bonus guest. Yes, Chris has been speaking to Emma from Emma Cruises over in the UK, and we'll learn all about that in uh, just a moment. But before we get into the show, just a quick Thank you to those of you who are listening, liking and subscribing, sharing, recommending, whatever you're doing, it's working. We've seen a definite spike in the the podcast charts over the last week or so, so thank you for that. And just a reminder that you can leave a review. It doesn't matter where you listen to your podcast, uh, it doesn't matter what directory you use, uh, just leave a little review in there and uh, that helps uh, to, to keep us in the top ranks and also encourages people to have a little listen. So uh, thank you to those who are doing that. Now, we did have a listener question drop in this week, which we decided to hold back. Um, It was around Titanic, and given everything that has happened over the last uh, couple of days at the Titanic site, we just thought we'd uh, pause that, uh, just to hold our thoughts, and we'll come back in a week or so and uh, answer that question. Uh, Just to remind you, if you do have a question that you want to send in to either myself or Chris, you can do so via the website thebigcruisepodcast.com. Click on Join the Show, and that's how you can send that question through to us. Now, just also a reminder... If you have a fact or fiction that you want Chris to receive so that I don't know about it before the show, you need to reach out to Chris via either his YouTube channel or via his website, both of which the links are in the show notes. But let's get this uh, show on the road. Let's uh, cast off those lines and uh, let's get talking all things cruise. Enjoy the show. It's always great to welcome back our good friend, maritime historian and all things cruise, Chris. Welcome back, mate. Thank you. It's good to be back. Another week? 
another week. Pouring the rain outside again. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's uh, it's sunny right this second, but give it 20 minutes. I reckon it will be uh, raining yet again. It's, uh, yes. uh, it's been, been a wet week, hasn't it? Yes, I suppose. For our international listeners, of course, we're in Australia, so it's our winter. So, um, <laughs> yeah, getting well, the gardens are enjoying it anyway. Yeah, we shouldn't complain. We don't get an awful no. lot of rain in Perth, uh, so we'll take it whilst we can. Um, but yeah, we're episode 146, Chris. We've got a great listener question uh, that came in, um, and this came in from Dieter. Now, Dieter, sorry you didn't tell us where you're from, but it's a little light-hearted question. Chris and Baz, love the show. Just a light-hearted question. If you could be on any ship right now and dine in any restaurant, which ship, restaurant, sorry, which ship and restaurant would you choose, and what would you choose from the menu? It's hmm. uh, a fun question. You know, I think I might um, have choose something a little bit uh, very, very sort of tailored for the weather that we're experiencing at the moment. Okay. <laughs> um, there's a there's a burger grill, an American grill. I can't remember the name of it now. It's just escaped me. But it's on the um, Norwegian Spirit, and um, it's one of the things that was added during the during the refit. And they have, um, you know, beer on tap. They've got uh, hot chips and they've got uh, really good burgers and it, i'm cold and hungry and that sounds just perfect right now <laughs> good choice how about you um, something a bit fancier oh uh, do you know if you'd have asked me about two hours ago i'd have probably just said something simple like sushi but i've just had sushi for for lunch so um i think i'm gonna go tiger masala which mm. is an indian restaurant on carnival splendor mm-hmm. now it's not on every carnival ship in fact i think it's only on carnival splendor from memory mm-hmm. um it's at the aft it's overlooking the adults pool area uh, the serenity deck um really 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 good curry um yeah okay yeah i guess because i'm a little bit cold too that's probably what i'd go for right now yeah well it's the afternoon when we're being asked this uh, question but i think if it was tonight I might be tempted to say Dragon Lady on Pacific Explorer. Oh, yeah. The, the barramundi um, with garlic fried rice was really good on my last trip. But for dessert, oh, my goodness, they have a, a um, spiced chocolate pudding with uh, – you can also have um, chai ice cream and the two together was just like this flavor explosion. Mm. It was amazing. Um, and I was just talking about that yesterday, actually, when I was putting together – um, a little video about the Pacific Explorer, and it's kind of been been wanting it ever since. But um, <laughs> right now would be the burger, but maybe tonight it would be uh, um, dinner at uh, at Dragon Lady. Fair enough, sounds good. Um, Chris, we've got a great little segment that you kindly recorded with a good friend um, Emma in the UK. So, should we get Emma on the line and have that little chat, and then come back and do all things cruise news? Yeah, it sounds good. It's a, a very special little um, uh, sort of uh, thing that she's doing, uh, some, doing some really great uh, work for, for people in need. So it's mm-hmm. well worth a listen. Excellent. Let's, let's uh, set it all up after this little break. Head over to Facebook now and hit the like button. So I'm talking with somebody that most of our listeners probably already know because she's actually one of the most well-known cruising YouTubers in the world, and that's Emma from Emma Cruises. Emma, thank you so much for joining us. Hello, thank you for having me. It's always nice to talk to you. It's been a long time. We're here to talk about um, some something that's uh, becoming a bit of a sensation around the, the internet at the moment, and there's lots of them, and that's Hudson. And I was yeah. interested to find out from you a little bit about, about Hudson, but for people who, who haven't heard who Captain Hudson is, can mm-hmm. you describe him for us? So Captain Hudson, regular Hudson is my cat, 
and mm -hmm. he sort of started appearing in my live streams a couple of years ago and for some reason people started commenting and calling him the captain and they would say where's the captain today so <laughs> that was just like a like a funny inside joke between us and i decided that i would make some soft toy versions of my cat call him captain hudson give mm. him a little captain's hat and we would do it to raise money for a charity called mercy ships mm -hmm. originally i needed to sell 300 of these because it was kind of a you know they don't get made if you don't make 300 and i was very nervous about selling 300 yeah yeah and sure the first batch we did 1300 and just looking at the second one now uh, 1,600. So wow. there's lots of these Captain Hudsons out there and people take, take them on their cruises and they, mm -hmm. you know, share pictures with him. And the coolest thing for me is people starting to recognize each other and become friends because they see, Oh, you've got a Captain Hudson. I know who Captain Hudson is. And he's become mm -hmm. this sort of thing people have in common, which is so cool. It, yeah. it was not the plan. It's gone crazy, but it's, it's for a very good cause. So I'm very yep. happy. Yeah, I know I have a Captain Hudson and he sits in some of my videos and I get all these yeah. comments of people saying, oh my gosh, it's Hudson. It's like more comments about that than there is about the video content. <laughs> yeah, people, people share it with me and they're like, oh, did you know Chris has one? Yeah, yeah, I know it's cool. <laughs> He's everywhere. So if we yeah. just back up for a second then, um, what made you want to partner with Mercy Ships? And, and for people who aren't aware, what are they all about? Mm -hmm. So I was listening to a podcast just making myself lunch, doing something else. And I heard something about ships and same with you. I'm sure you start listening when you hear something about ships. And the guy on the podcast was talking about how he spent a couple of years volunteering on a mercy ship mm -hmm. and he was explaining what they do. So basically what they are is they're a charity that funds hospital ships. So they yeah. create these really impressive ships. When you, when you kind of think of a hospital ship, you might think it's like a little ferry or something, but mm -hmm. it can hold thousands of people. It's a really big ship and everyone on board is a volunteer. So they, do surgeries they do things like you know cataract surgeries and removing tumors and, and things that make a big difference to people's lives but are, are relatively easy to, to do and they also sort of train people so their plan is to go there do loads of surgeries and also leave it in a, a, a better way when they sail away yeah, so they cool. they tend to have like a season in a place and they're not like a cruise where they sail every day and try and do a surgery because you need to obviously have some aftercare and stuff but that's pretty much what they do. And they have two ships at the moment. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's just fantastic. It's kind of blown my mind that people will give up not just months of their life, but people, people message me and they say, Oh, I've been a volunteer doctor on board for 10 years. <laughs> it's just incredible. Oh, wow. So people actually spend extended periods of time on these ships. Yeah. Years, years, years. which is crazy. But I think it's, it's so nice. People sort of, I think a lot of them, well, I suppose if you're a surgeon and, and you retire from being a surgeon, what a better thing to do than to take mm. those skills and to use them in this way. But everyone on board is a volunteer. If you're a, a chef, they have cleaners, they have a little school on board. So they have volunteer teachers, oh, bakers, wow. you know, people who work in finance, every sort of thing that you would need to run a ship. Yeah. And they're all volunteers. Goodness. And so when they're not doing the medical work on board, is the rest of the ship a little bit like a, a ferry or a cruise ship? I suppose so. Yeah, it has some similarities. Like it has a big kind of like an observation lounge, as you would call it mm -hmm. on a cruise ship. Like mm -hmm. there's a library, there's a cafe, there's a swimming pool on board. Wow. The difference is there's, you know, three decks of hospital yeah, and sure. wards and operating rooms. But yeah, I'm hoping to go and see one of these ships they they tend to do a big season mostly in africa and mm. then they'll come back to europe for like renovations and things yeah so i'm hoping to get on board soon just oh, just cool. 
even regardless of the fact that it does amazing things, it's a really interesting ship, just yeah, just from a shipping side. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then, so what came first then? The idea to do a Hudson soft toy or the Mercy Ships connection and wanting to do something for them? Like, how did you, how did the two things come together? I, I think both at the same time, because I mean, as you know, I, I shaved my hair off for charity twice mm-hmm. and I was thinking, right, my hair's grown back for the second time. I want to do something for charity. Mm. I don't want to shave my hair off again. Twice is plenty. Fair enough. And I thought, <laughs> It would be cool if we could physically create something, you know, something yep. that could join people together. Because it, it's 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 great to donate to charity. It's lovely that people do it. But I wanted them to also have something so that you know, when they see Captain Hudson in their their house, they they can think that's actually he's very cute. But he's also mm. done something very good. So mm-hmm. I think it kind of happened at the same time. I, I I thought in the back of my head I wanted to do something for charity. I heard about Mercy Ships. I thought yep. that is the fantastic link between ships and you know, what I do. And then the Captain Hudson thing had been happening for a couple of years at that point. And I thought, let's just, let's just see, you know, worst case scenario, I was fully prepared for it not to work and everyone Mm. would have just got a refund. And then worst case scenario, they wouldn't have raised any money, but they wouldn't have got any money anyway. So I thought, let's give it a go. It's fantastic. Um, And so he's obviously, as you said, he's really very cute. Um, How did you design him? (laughs) Like, how does that process work? Yeah, so I had a, a sort of rough idea in my mind. I can't be credited with the design, I don't think. So the team that sort of makes these, they're based in Canada. And mm. I sent them a very rough idea of like, I would like a cat that is orange. He needs mm-hmm. a hat. I want him to stand up because his, if his head's too big, then no one can take a picture of him because he keeps falling over. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, he needs to have his his little toe beans on his feet are pink. Here's some mm-hmm. pictures of real Hudson. And they came <laughs> back with this design. It's It's so much better than I could have ever imagined. And I I got the first sample and thought, this is amazing. But I was still nervous because then what happened if I got the sample? It was great. We had a thousand orders and then they just got sent like a terrible version. I didn't know. But thankfully, you know, they all turned up. We've had a a couple of quirky ones. Like one was missing his hat, but we've just decided that one has not qualified yet as a captain. (laughs) Um, One of them had his little neckerchief thing on upside down, but we were just like, that one's in a rush. He was getting dressed too fast. Oh, so they have little stories. That's funny. (laughs) Yeah, which is quite cute. And I think because it's for charity, no one is minded. No one's come back to me and been like, I need a refund on the hat. Um, oh. If anything, people are kind of looking for little quirks. And they're all slightly different because they're all mm. hand-stitched. So some of their mouths will be a bit bit more wonky than the others, or not in a bad way, but they're all slightly mm. different, which is quite cool. Some have longer whiskers. Some have more whiskers. Yep. <laughs> but it's quite cool to see. I think the one that, I, that I've got seems seems to have gone through the factory process pretty much perfectly. It's, it's extremely oh, cute. Good. But I, yes. I see you've also got a new edition that's got a life jacket. Yes, I do. Version two. So this was my idea because some people actually bought Elf on the Shelf life jackets to put on on version one, which was really cute. But obviously they didn't fit him. It's not designed for a cartoon cat. So I went back to them and said, can we keep sort of the base one the same? I think we've 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 nailed that. It's perfect. We don't need to change him. But every time can we add something different? So this Mm. one's got a little yellow life jacket, which the colours of orange and yellow stand out very well against the sea, which is perfect for everyone taking their pictures of him. And he also has a little chocolate chip cookie in, in the front pocket, just mm. a, as a nod, because anyone who watches my videos knows how much I like chocolate chip cookies. Mm-hmm. And I thought yep. that would be like a little kind of Easter egg in there. If you know, then you know. 
Yeah, yeah, that's that's really clever. Um, and uh, I, I guess the, the the big question that maybe some people are wondering who might not have um, seen him, but uh, the real Hudson, how's mm-hmm. he how's he responded to seeing these <laughs> these little these little Captain Hudsons around the place? I mean, has he seen one? Has he has he interacted yes. with one at all? Yeah, so I when I did the first order, I ordered some for you know my family and my mm. friends and my neighbours even wanted some, but we did a bulk order. So I had seven arrive, and <laughs> when husband was laying down, I laid seven around him. I wasn't very impressed, but he doesn't seem bothered. He doesn't seem sit bothered. next to him. Yeah, he he isn't. I wouldn't say they're friends, but they're also not enemies. He just doesn't no. really care, and I think he that's isn't. the best thing you can do. He has no idea how famous he is, I suppose. <laughs> no, not at all. He he has definitely. He's become trained that when I sit down in a certain place and I put my lights up and I'm doing a live stream, he knows mm. he's going to get snacks. Oh, so wow. now, yeah, he's very clever, actually. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. Now he demands it. He's not asking and, for royalties or anything yet, though. No, not yet. But <laughs> yeah, he, he doesn't pay any rent. He doesn't pay for food. Oh, he's fair a, enough. He's yeah. chilled out life. So yeah, yeah. This is how he's... he earns his keep. It's fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. No, he's very chilled out. He. He, I say he's my colleague, but he just lays upside down most of the time, and you can talk to him, but he's not going to provide any, <laughs> any no, insight. You've got to do the content, I suppose. Or an edit, <laughs> yeah. Um, and these Captain Hudsons, I mean, they must be all over the world. There's what sounds like it'll be close to a couple of thousand out by the time mm-hmm. the second edition's sold. Where yeah. have they been, Emma? Like, where's some of the coolest places you've seen them? Oh my goodness, they've been everywhere. They've, they've been in Australia quite a bit. They've been mm-hmm. in Alaska. They've been all over the Mediterranean. They've been everywhere near me. Even places like people will take him to Disney World, <laughs> like wow. not even cruise related places. He was in Alcatraz recently, I saw. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's really, really cool. So he's been ever, he's been, I don't even know, more than anyone could ever hope in their life. This cat's done it in the last couple of months. Crazy. And if, if there's one spot that he's been that you wish that you'd gone that you haven't been yet, is is there one like that that you think, oh, I, think I really want to go there? I think it's all the Alaska cruises. I keep seeing him. And he, he stands out so well against, you know, ice and stuff because he's bright orange. And I look at those pictures and I'm like, mm, that would be nice to be on that balcony with Captain Hudson. Yeah, that's amazing. And then just recently you put out a video that sort of talked about how much these Captain mm-hmm. Hudsons have done, like the the impact they've made to Mercy Ships. Is there is there like a... A figure that that you've raised so far, or, or a goal you've got in mind when it comes to how much you want to support this charity? Yeah. So the first time we did, I think it was a little over eleven thousand dollars the first wow. time, which is pretty crazy, right? But then this yeah. time, by mistake, I put the price up by five dollars. I don't know how I did that, but no one has complained about the extra five dollars going to sure. So I think we're over twenty thousand dollars from version two. What? So yeah, thirty thousand dollars in total. I think wow. I have to I have to obviously wait and see if anyone returns them or anything. But last time no one did. So no, $30,000, $30, which yeah. that, that can do so much. If you think just about sort of cataract surgery that can cure people's mm. blindness, pretty mm. much how many they can do for $30,000. That's just That's remarkable. Yeah, it, it's oh, amazing. Must... I, I never expected it to take off this much, but yeah. it's been so, it's been so nice. And people have yeah. bought even multiple ones. They're like, oh, I love the charity. People will donate in my name to Mercy Ships, regardless of Captain Hudson now, which is just mind mind blowing. Mind That's blowing. amazing. Yeah, you must feel such a sense of um, sort of accomplishment and satisfaction that it's making such a huge difference. Yeah, I, I, it's interesting because I mean I've spent so many years building up, you know. Uh, audience and a community on youtube and stuff and which is great i think 
I'm nearly at 250,000 subscribers now, which is crazy. <laughs> but if you sort of said, Emma, what do you want to say to 250,000 people? As much as I love sharing, you know, cabin reviews and cruise tips and stuff, mm. I would like to do something a bit more than that. So I, I feel very happy that I have people who are willing to listen <laughs> and yeah. also, you know, support the charity. So it's kind of just getting the word out about Mercy Ships. People don't know about it. I didn't know about it. And I've been in the cruise industry, you know for a long time so the more people we can sort of just tell about it i think the better great and if somebody wanted to get a captain hudson for themselves where do they go yeah well he actually is not well he's on sale for one more day so i'm not sure how oh, far wow. she could okay <laughs> but as soon as as soon as that one is gone we will start the wait list for the next one and when we have Good enough job. people on the next one i think at the moment version three is going to be a formal night hudson with like Ooh, a little tuxedo because cool. yes. it'd be so cute so yes if you go to emmacruises.com forward slash hudson toy then we you'll either be able to buy it or join the wait list for the next one Oh, that's fantastic. I'm not planning on stopping. I, I don't know how many we're going to do, but... Yeah. yeah. That'll be version three then, by then. Yeah, that'll be version three, I think, formal night. And then we'll perhaps do like a beach Hudson with some sunglasses and some oh, swim yeah. shorts or something. And then the possibilities are endless for, for Hudson. You could do an Aussie Hudson. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, we could do like specific ones. You could do like collectible ones. Mm. Like one, he's in Alaska and he has all of the clothes that he needs. And then he's in, you know... You could even do cruise line specific ones. You could work oh, on board sure. Norwegian or something. Exactly. Yeah, who, who knows where this will go? But I'm I'm very happy with where it is at the minute. That's fantastic. And if anybody wants to, I mean, I'm I'm assuming that most people who are listening to this are probably already subscribed, part of your 250,000 uh, person family there. But uh, if anybody who's uh, who's wanting to hear more from you, where would they find you, Emma? Okay, so I am just Emma Cruises across all of the internet. I'm keeping it pretty simple. Mm. EmmaCruises.com is my website. Emma Cruises is my YouTube channel. And I'm Emma Cruises on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. If you can name it, I'm probably there and I'm Emma Cruises. Wow, you're everywhere. Great. Well, <laughs> thanks so much, Emma, for joining, for joining me. And it's, uh, you know, it's such a great thing that you're doing, uh, making a real difference, but also something fun that people can really enjoy. And, um, you know, Cups and Hudson's around the world, they're making a lot of people happy. So congratulations. Well, thanks for having me and thanks for helping me spread this message. It's a good one. Thanks so much. Awesome, great, great chat. That was uh, really informative and a great cause um, that uh, the, that Emma is raising money for there. So, so well done, Emma, and uh, all the best with uh, continuing that because it's, uh, it's great work indeed. Yeah, it's so nice that uh, something that was, you know, uh, born out of her her audience talking about <laughs> Hudson the cat to her idea of uh, maybe making a, a little um, Hudson. Uh, soft toy, and then the combination with Mercy Ships to to raise that massive amount yeah. of money. It's so impressive, yeah. and it really yeah. is. Um, you know, she's she's doing something really special there. Now, good on her. She's uh, Emma's a great operator, and we do encourage you to follow on her on socials. She uh, she's uh, away an awful lot of the time on uh, some incredible ships uh, around mm. the world, and it's great to follow her on the on the socials and also on uh, YouTube, which is a very popular one as well. Absolutely. So, of course, I'll put the link to Emma's uh, YouTube channel and the socials, et cetera, in the, the show notes. So do have a look at that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, Chris, it's probably time for a little bit of uh, cruise news. Sounds good. Be sure to share the podcast on your favorite social media channels. So first up, Chris, uh, Holland America has this week announced uh, that they've partnered with National Geographic and will be offering day tours or shore excursions um, in Europe for the first time on two ships. 
Yes, it's going to be starting this summer on the Oosterdam and the New Staten Dam, and there's a variety of different uh, activities that they're participating in, Baz. There is, yeah. So uh, we've got a few different examples here, and there's even more information in the show notes. But uh, uh, discovering powerful female figures in Kushadasi, we're uh, enjoying a day in the life of a marine biologist in Naples, mm-hmm. uh, looking at organic honeybee farms in Rhodes in Greece, mm-hmm. and uh, interacting uh, with locals um, in Santorini. So there's a yeah, a few different uh, options there, and they each look incredibly interesting. Yeah, I think the um, looking at the world of bees is really interesting because there's been some major sort of issues with bee populations around the world. And I don't think people realize just what goes into um, protecting and preserving hives um, mm-hmm. so that we can all enjoy uh, honey at, uh, at breakfast. But not just that, the fact that they're one of the world's great pollinators. Yeah. So um, a, bit of a, a bit of education and eye-opening experience for people who want to, to learn a little bit more about the ecology. Mm. Exactly. Um, now, we're moving over briefly to Oceania next, Chris. Uh, they've announced that they're moving to a simply more mm. um, inclusive type of uh, cruise experience, yeah. uh, I guess following the, the lines that uh, their sister brands, NCL, and also Regent do. Um, but this kicks in for new bookings made from the 2nd of July. So if you're mm-hmm. thinking about making the booking on Oceania, maybe just hold off a week and see what the new pricing looks like for this simply more, because you pretty much have everything included in your cruise fare, don't you? Yeah, so it's free shore excursions up to the value of um, $1,600. US um, And then there's also a free um, house select beverage package that's being included. And they're saying that's valued at around $2,800. US um, They've got free prepaid gratuities. Um, they've got specialty dining included and free internet as well. Mm, yeah, so uh, they've, they generally offer some perks and promotions throughout the year with uh, Oceania, but uh, they're moving to this uh, this new Simply More, as they're referring to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, just to recap then, yeah, uh, from new bookings from the 2nd of July. So uh, speak to your uh, local cruise specialist to find out a little bit more about that one. Yeah. And some great news in Europe this week, Chris, with uh, AIDA. Now, AIDA have been partnering with uh, a regional port in Denmark to uh, bring in Denmark's first shore power facility. Yes, the Port of Arahus, I think, is is what it's called, but my pronunciation is probably wrong. <laughs> Better than mine. Um, uh, yeah, so uh, it's uh, Aida Mar is, uh, was successfully supplied with this um, shoreside energy uh, to inaugurate this uh, this um, initiative. Um, and it actually follows on. We've spoken about it before, but uh, in April, um, Aida Sol um, did a whole heap of shoreside testing to uh, test the integration of shoreside power on the ships uh, would be successful. So um, mm. this is a part of uh, the European Union's um, stated goal to build up shore power infrastructure at all major EU ports. And I think um, in particular, the EU seems to be leading the way with this particular kind of initiative. Yeah, yeah, 2030, they've given themselves a deadline, which is actually not that far away when we think about it. So uh, good work in in Europe. Uh, I'm sure we'll see elsewhere in the world uh, trying to catch up soon as well. But did you uh, know um, AIDA's uh, been using the shore, well, been implementing shoreside power in some ways uh, all the way since back in 2004. So um, I think like a lot of ships during the pandemic we, we saw could come alongside and do limited cold ironing uh, for mm-hmm. short periods of time, particularly when they were um, ne- needing to have sort of shoreside uh, crew changeovers and that sort of thing. But now I think with the with the step up in this style of um, shoreside activity, they can get a lot more power to the ship through the, the cold ironing as well. So 
um, it's yeah. good to see them um, on, a, on a good path. And particularly if that power that's being generated to supply the port is coming from renewable sources, then you really do make a significant difference. Yeah, and I think uh, that's what's happening is that most of the uh, sourcing is coming from, from certainly from the ports that I've uh, seen talking about it. And I think Sydney have also committed to uh, uh, sourcing sustainable energy on their, their shore power as well. Sounds good. Now, Paul Gauguin, um, we were talking about they were celebrating a major milestone not too long ago. They've just announced that they've launched their 2025 program and uh, scratching be- further beneath the surface of cruising in the South Pacific. Yes, they've got 26 voyages that they've uh, announced. There's six uh, unique uh, itineraries that they're putting together. Um, and the trips last from between seven and 14 nights. So you can take a week or, or two weeks to explore the uh, the local area, Baz. Mm, I've got some friends on Paul Gagam at the moment, actually. Oh, yeah. Just looking at their photos before uh, I came on to record this with you. And yeah, the the, the waters and the, the destination just look so like, the, the colours are just so intense. It looks like mm. a beautiful part of the world. I mean, there's nights in Bora Bora and Papiete and uh, the Society Islands, but you can also visit UNESCO-listed um, Biosphere Reserve, which is uh, world-renowned for uh, the mar- marine habitat that they've established there. Mm, no, well done, Pilger. Again, you're doing good work out there, that's for sure. And they're part of the, the Penant family now, are they not? They are, that's right, yeah. Yep, so part of uh, Penant and uh, all the good work that those guys do. Mm. We're talking all things love and marriage next, Chris, of of course, Princess is known as the the home of the the love boat, and uh, Chris, Princess are actually stepping it up and offering uh, a new array of wedding packages that can be used at sea. Now, there's a lot of information in this, and all the pricing mm-hmm. in that is in here is in US dollars. So mm-hmm. uh, just bear that in mind if you are looking through the show notes. Um, but yeah, you can do something as simple um, as a renewal of vows from about seven hundred US dollars mm-hmm. through to uh, a major celebration with lots and lots of guests on board for about six thousand dollars so uh yeah yeah lots to choose from and they're really leaning into that love boat connection when it comes to the way they're talking about this uh the the media releases and information that's come out from princess i think refers Mm. to the line as the love boat line um a few (laughs) times in there so uh i think you know kind of linking in with the the romance that's sort of been associated with princess cruise for quite some time yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, we're sticking with uh, Carnival Corporation in this next bit of news, Chris, and uh, we're talking all things Costa, but we're actually talking mm. about Costa in India. Yeah, so they're heading to, to India and going to tap into the Indian cruise market. Now, this is one of the great um, you know, potential markets, really. And as, as we know, pre-pandemic, um, India did have its own cruise line that was established, mm-hmm. uh, Jalesh yeah. Cruises. Um, that felt folded up during the pandemic. There's another one, a name escapes me right now, but it has sort of been doing local cruises with the former um, uh, Empress of the Seas. It's now yep. operating in India full time. Um, so I think that many of the cruise lines are starting to see this as a, a potential to sort of establish uh, local itineraries. And Costa is is one of those that's uh, heading over to India. Mm, so we've got Costa Serena. Um, mm. She was built in 2007, 114,000 gross tonnes, and a capacity of 3,700 guests thereabouts. So, mm. um, yeah, that'll uh, be a popular ship, um, and they'll be uh, offering uh, coastal cruises on the Indian coastline, yeah. predominantly for the for the Indian market. But, yeah, great new opportunity for them. Fantastic. And Asamara have been a long-time partner of Perry Golf, Chris, and uh, they've actually just announced that uh, they're going to be helping guests to get to the 151st Open at the Royal Liverpool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's uh, 
Golf lovers dream, really. Uh, 2023 British Isles Golf Cruise is what they're um, referring to it um, as. And it will be done in uh, collaboration with Perry Golf, which is a um, provider of international golf tours uh, worldwide. Great, Chris. And of course, this is a 12-night uh, speciality cruise on Azamara Journey. Uh, they do do golf cruises elsewhere in the world. So if you're particularly keen on golf, uh, check mm. out the Azamara website or get your travel agent to do so for you and uh, see what Perry Golf experiences you can have uh, in various places around the world. And last, Chris, uh, Carnival here in Australia have done a little bit of research and it uh, sounds like Aussies are refusing to give up their holidays. Yeah, so if you live in Australia, you will be very aware of the fact that we've had i think it's been like 12 interest rate rises in um since the since the world opened up again (laughs) um and uh that would in in many respects make you think that people would sort of cut travel as one of the things but i think after um those years of lockdown there's no interest in cutting travel (laughs) at all so (laughs) australians are still are still traveling and um going overseas as well by the looks of things yeah so this survey uh that uh, carnival undertook uh, asked uh, people uh asked the researchers if um if they would rather spend their hard-earned holiday Sorry, spend their hard earned, spend their hard earned cash on a holiday with friends mm-hmm. or family, uh, with sixty three percent. Than having brunch with friends, which was only twenty three percent. Going to the movies mm. was twenty two percent. Going for drinks and eating out, um, buying a new handbag or footwear, um, all sorts of different scenarios. So there's lots of little stats that we've got in the show notes there, but it uh, it rounds out by saying that. Uh, Carnival's actually up 20% year on year with its bookings and uh, mm. 84% of Aussies are saying they were going to be booking a holiday in the next couple of months um, rather than spend, yeah, and they've got a- spending time cleaning, doing the laundry and other chores around the house. <laughs> oh, yeah. They've, they've got, a, um, I guess, a summary of some thoughts from a um, psychologist and family therapist called Leanne Hall who's oh, yeah. uh, noted that um, the refusal to give up uh, – time off reflects a, a broader trend for Australians of prioritizing happiness and mental health by finding ways to enjoy affordable holidays. So um, I think that's it. And uh, I was, I did see recently in, um, I can't remember which news source it was, but it was uh, something in relation to the fact that people have been, you know, impacted, I suppose, me- mentally and, and um, socially by the, how strict some of the lockdowns in Australia were. So it's no surprise now that the world's open again, even with the interest rate rises, that people are prioritizing the ability to travel. Mm. And like many places around the world, I think Australians are known for loving travel. So, um, you know, I think you'll see Aussies uh, in all parts of the world for a long time yet. <laughs> Actually, I was looking at some cruise fairs just the other day, and uh, there's some cracking deals around Christmas. If people mm. want to get away on a Christmas cruise, which is normally a, a, a more pricey period of time to take a, ho- a cruise holiday, um, I saw one the other day, an eight-night cruise for $880 uh, cruising out of Sydney. Um, wow. And there's some incredible deals on the repositions down from Hawaii to Sydney or Brisbane. Um, so, yeah, if, if you have got the funds and you're looking for a little break, might now might be the time to see what's out there because uh, there are certainly Goodness. some great deals to be had. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Chris, that is all the news we have for this week. I... Don't well, I do and I don't. I have a fact and fiction that was sent into me. It's got nothing to do with cruise, um, but I might just weave it in anyway. Why not? Fact or fiction? Okay, Chris. 
This is a fact or fiction yes. from you. It came in from a listener who, renamed, who remains anonymous. To avoid flashing aviation lights, the Tower of Terror in Orlando is exactly 199 feet tall. Fact or fiction? To avoid flashing aviation lights. Yeah. So it doesn't have to have the lights on the That's actual the tower. way I'm reading it, yeah. I think so. Is how how tall? 199 feet tall. 199 feet. What's that in meters? I, <laughs> uh, I can't answer the question because I'm metric. Sorry. 199 <laughs> feet. No, that won't let me off. Um, I'm, going to, I'm going to say it's uh, 60.6 fiction. 60.6 fiction. It's actually a fact. Really? Yeah. Wow. I'm guessing if you're 200 feet or taller, then you need flashing lights on the top. And flashing lights for aviation. <laughs> Goodness. Thank you to whoever sent that in. Um, yes, it's uh, good to have a little different one there. But if you have got any maritime or cruise or general holiday fact or fictions you want to send in, um, send them to me via the podcast. If you want me to ask Chris, if you want me to ask Chris, um, or if you want Chris to try and ask me, then you need to jump on Chris's YouTube channel um, or his website and send the question in there. So I've just thought of one for you, actually. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) It comes off the back of our comment about cruising in India, because the, the last ship that was, well, the ship that was traveling for Jalesh cruises was a vessel called Karnaka, which, previously had been sailing as Pacific Jewel and started its life as um, a princess ship and uh, sailed for a multitude of brands. It was uh, uh, the, the crown princess and then it went to um, Aida and Arosa and uh, actually it was Arosa first, then Aida and then Ocean Village. So it had it had lots of different refits and names. And my factual fiction is that in its last day as a P&O Australia ship, you could still find Princess Cruises branding throughout the ship. Fact or fiction? I think that is a fact. And the only reason I think that is a fact is I remember her as the Ocean Village. And I Mm -hmm. do have this vague recollection of a mutual friend doing a ship inspection and sending Mm -hmm. me a picture of some princess signage or some indication Mm -hmm. of princess whilst it was a P&O ship. So I think it's facts. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Okay. <laughs> um, the most noticeable spot that I noticed, because I was on its last voyage when it was um, sailing as Pacific Jewel, and the most noticeable area was um, there was an observation deck at the, on the bow, and it had a beautiful old-style wooden door that had the porthole window in it. And in there it said, Be, um, please keep door closed because of air conditioning or something like that. And it had the old Princess Sea Witch oh, really? logo that had the had the blue and green. All right. Like, you know, when it, the hair had the hair had different yeah, um tones. had different colours. Yeah. But you know what was funny about that ship is that um telephones, you could see Princess branding, but you could also find telephones throughout the ship at the you know stairwells and stuff that had all of the um all of the instructions in German because of his time in um, <laughs> with Arosa, uh, as, as Arosa and uh, and Aida. Um, so she had an interesting uh, heritage that ship. Mm. And you think about all those refits from Crown Princess to um, Arosa Blue to Aida Blue to Ocean Village Two to Pacific Jewel, and still things were missed from time to time. And when I was recently on board Pacific Explorer, um, when we did the cruise reactivation, mm-hmm. yeah, yep, yep, um, voyage. Um, I noticed that some of the telephones there still had Princess branding, but 
on the two trips this year, it's now been updated. Ah, to there you Australia. go. <laughs> so, so someone else must have noticed too. I'm not the only one. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Love it. Um, so there you go. How, you know how spooky how the internet's always listening and um, I've got my computer open whilst we're talking and uh, mm. I just had a little thing pop up for fact and fi- facts, funny fact or fiction questions. Really? Would you like five funny fact or fiction questions? Well, why not? Go on then. <laughs> In June 2020, a British bakery threw a party, sorry, a birthday party for their 65-year-old sourdough starter. That's just quirky enough to be fact. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's so random. <laughs> okay. Singapore has banned durian fruit from the entire country due to its notorious smell. Fact. Fiction. Fiction. I don't know how we know this next one, but cows hate country music. Oh, well, I mean... That's obviously a fact. <laughs> it is. I don't know how or why. I don't know how we prove it. <laughs> oh, this is so weird. Oh, uh, there's actually more than five here. Um, polka dots enrage geese. Fact. Fiction. Anything enrages a goose, doesn't it? I thought geese were like super grumpy. And the last one. Uh, there is more, but I'm going to round it out with this one. Bacon, sure. bacon cheeseburgers are illegal in China. I don't know the answer. In my opinion, they should be illegal everywhere, but I don't know the answer. Fiction. Why would you ruin a perfectly good burger with bacon, honestly? <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm the only person on the planet who says I that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, how weird that that popped up. And yeah, some quirky little facts or fictions there. There's a page, oh, the page goes on and on and on. I might save some of these for a future, future episode. Goodness gracious. Well, thank you. Thank you, uh, Siri or Whoever Google or whatever listening. <laughs> Somebody's listening. That is that is that is the internet for you. It it's is creepy. <laughs> now I know we're running out of battery on your end, so very very quickly, what is your video for this week, Chris? So this week's was a my top five best things about Pacific Explorer. Mm, nice, um, nice little video, this one. Yeah, it's fun, and um, if you know me for my maritime history or. Cunard or Pendo UK content. I think you'll be surprised what my five favorite things were on this ship. <laughs> well, it's so very it's different from Cunard and Pendo UK. To be fair, though, isn't it? It's a much different experience. That's, it. On That's board. the joy of cruising, though. Yep. There's something different. Like all the ships is slightly different. All the different brands are slightly different, and you can be the biggest maritime history um, buff and love the formalities of of one brand and still find it an absolute. Um, you know, joy to travel on other brands that are a lot more casual and 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 laid back. So yeah, check it out. It's on my uh, YouTube channel. Of course, the link is always in the show notes. So if you uh, can't find it, just jump in there, and uh, you'll very quickly find a little link that'll take you across. I was just going to say, uh, just as we round up, another huge thanks to Emma for um, joining us for the interview. And if you want to get your own um, third edition, Captain Hudson, because they're they're up to the waiting list for the third edition <laughs> just check out um her website um at emmacruises.com yeah again i'll put that link in the, sh- the show notes as well uh yes thank you emma um and thank you for recording it chris um i think i'm just gonna pop to the shops and get some ingredients for a curry I'm talking about tiger masala on carnivals making mm-hmm. me uh crave a bit of curry so it's gonna be dinner tonight now sounds good <laughs> <laughs> all right mate, we'll catch you the same time next week all right oh, actually i'll see you soon because i'm coming over for curry oh sounds good <laughs> even better <laughs> all right take care mate see ya. That's all for today. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, 
or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Until next time, bon voyage.